Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode. Well, our third episode covering episode four of One Division just released this Very morning. Very confusing. Yeah, uh, it's whatever. We'll figure it out. Yeah. I'm Owen. With me is Dan. This is Dan. You heard me already. Yeah. You interrupted me before I could introduce you. Yeah, I uh, love doing that. You yeah. Know? <laughs> so, um, first things first, we did not watch this episode of One Division together like we normally do. So, did you like it? I enjoyed it. I, I liked that we saw the other side of this weird uh, scenario. Like, I like that we... I. I like that they took certain scenes that from the first three episodes where you were, oh, wow, what's going on here? Like, you know, looking at the television with Wanda and Vision on it and seeing the notes and then that being, like, highlighted on the other end of it. So I, I, I liked it quite a lot. Um, not mad about Kat Dennings, but, you know, you take what you get. Yeah, I, I don't know. I thought, I think it was too early for this. I was a bit surprised. I, to I, be honest, yeah, I think they, yeah. they to, so they kind of pulled back the curtain somewhat. Yeah. In this episode, and kind of, um, I liked kind of that they they took that you could tell that they they played a little bit with like all the theories that I guess they really knew, like all the theories we've been the throwing out there that we've been fun, listening yeah. and all this stuff, like <laughs> everything that people have thought, like what do the hexagons mean? Why is it a sitcom? Yeah. Surely, th- and Kat Dennings had some very kind of meta lines, which you know, talking about the like, surely they're not making this just for me. Like, why the fifties, yeah. sixties, and seventies? It can't be just for my enjoyment, kind of thing. So it was very, it was good in that sense. But like, all the things I really liked about the first three episodes were gone <laughs> from this. Yeah, there thing. was so none of it. Like, it I thought it was just too early for them to give us as many answers here as they did. It was kind of like... Yeah. The thing is, I would tend to agree with you. However, I have seen a lot of people after episode three online start to give stink about saying, come on, just start the plot already, blah, blah. And I'm just like, can't we enjoy this little gem of television for a little while more, like, you know? No, apparently we can't. Because no, it has it's to over be now. Well, look, superheroes. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I think next week is going to return a bit to the, like, inside Wanda's sitcom. Yeah, it's going to be more muddy, though, I'd say. They're going to mix it up a bit more. I think it'll switch back and forth now between the outside and the inside a bit more, which is kind of boring to me. But, yeah. anyway, so, a recap. What actually happened in this episode? I mean, ugh. Yeah, so at the end of episode three, the episode three ends with Geraldine, a.k.a. Monica Rambeau, now 100% confirmed in this episode to be Monica Rambeau, uh, was, like, ejected from Wanda's, well, from the sitcom reality that everybody was trapped in. 
and yeah we, we, and do you we... think she was knocked through the walls or do you think it's just a psychic power knocked through the walls and then pushed her through because that got me i think she's dead <laughs> do you i don't know i don't really care okay, about her cool. or anything that's happening to her all right <laughs> i don't Fair know enough. man she it's a superhero movie she got thrown through a wall who like yeah, but she's not a superhero she could be we she don't know that she is. Marvel just like high five herself. Hey, yeah, you have maybe, the power maybe. of the Captain Marvel might have just no. been like, "Yo, what up? You want to be yeah. a superhero? I got my powers in an undefined, weird, unspecified way. Maybe you can too, Monica." <laughs> I already did. Oh, how convenient! Oh, nice one. Cool. <laughs> you want to fight space <laughs> demons with me? All right, cool. Yeah. yeah. So we and then we go back in time a bit to the blippening. Yes. Uh, so. Monica was or one the of unblipping, I suppose. Yeah, Monica was one of those that vanished when Thanos snapped his gauntleted fingers at the world, and returned to life when Tony Stark sacrificed himself to bring everyone back. No, rip. Er, sorry, incorrect. The Hulk brought everyone back. He did. You're right. Tony Stark. Uh, all Tony, Tony Stark, Stark did was just he killed thousands and thousands of alien creatures and Thanos. Yes, that's yeah, right. That's what Tony Stark yeah, yeah, did. Yeah. <laughs> A real hero. You a know? real true dickhead. But yeah, so Monica was one of those that disappeared and then came back and she's in a hospital, blah, blah, she's running around the place like a headless chicken, doesn't know what's going on, thinks that apparently when she was blipped, her mother slash uh, Captain Marvel's best friend, Maria yeah. Rambo, uh, was in hospital having a procedure. She had cancer. She was recovering, I believe, and all she, that. She, the last yeah. thing Monica had been told by the doctors was that she was recovering and she was going to yeah. be fine then some at some point during the five years that monica was vanished to wherever the hell her mother passed and yeah. her mother then we then find out is the head of sword the yeah i just want to say um i really like the energy in the hospital like when people start coming back it like we we saw the snap and people disappearing and the fallout of the map, but I never really considered it the other way around. I know we saw a little bit in Spider-Man, like students suddenly randomly appearing. We, but we saw like it in Spider-Man. Panic, we saw it in Spider-Man know? through through the lens of comedy more so than anything, because yeah. it was played as we only saw like little clips from like their tacky student news production thing. So it yeah. was kind of like <laughs> that was must have been funny yeah. for people to reappear in the back of a baseball game or something but in uh, reality it'd be a big massive terrifying thing to happen like it it would push so many things to the brink of destruction really yeah it would be a nightmare it would be a total yeah. nightmare almost as much as those people disappearing them coming back would have caused even more problems yeah absolutely but ant-man will save them it's fine yes yeah you will. So <laughs> <laughs> right. He okay. Will. He will. So I think Ant Man's the key to it all, man. That's my. That's oh, yeah. My Can't reading. wait for his him coming up in the show. Ant Man's going to save everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He'll just uh, shrink himself into the um, show. That's how it works. Yeah. That's how he. Yeah. He, that's, he can shrink himself. And that's the key to everything, every issue in his life. I, if I just. Except keep when getting, he has to make himself big. Well, yes. Yes. In some realities. He's still shrinking, even then. Ah, yeah. Oh, you're saying um, the rest of the world is actually growing um, smaller while he's shrinking upwards, is it? Yes, he's shrinking larger. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, that, that yeah. makes sense. That's yes, how it works, yeah. I think. I think Hank Pym yeah. explained it that way. God, is Ant-Man and the physics and the ideas around that just broken as hell. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's pim particles, man. That's all you need to know. It's pim particles. Yeah. It's just work. Well, how does it work? It's pim. like this. Why didn't yeah. they just have like the shrink force or something? Yeah, I don't like know. Pim, how does it work? It's pim, pim particles. It's a particle that Hank Pim found that lets you yeah. shrink. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Particles can do that. That know? answers my questions. Yeah. So back to WandaVision. From there on. Yeah, I mean, it's we we get the kind of background to this episode shows you everything that's been happening on the outside while Wanda and Vision and everybody in Westview has been in their little sitcom world. So mm. you see, Monica returns to Sword and is tasked with heading to New Jersey to help uh, help the FBI on a missing persons case. When yes. she arrives, it's outside the town of Westview. And the FBI agent that it greets her there is Agent Wu, who we know from Ant-Man. And yes, we do. We know him very well. And he says, he says something's going on here. Watch what happens when I ask. He asks, says to those two like local police officers there, and he says, "Guys, what can you tell me about the town of Westview?" And the cops are like, "I've told told you this before. There's no such place. It doesn't exist. Westview is not a place." Like. Even though they're they're literally sitting outside of the town and beside a giant sign that says Westview population and or whatever. I believe an, e- an East Field is mentioned by them, he, which is also yeah. an indicator. Well, if there's an East Field, you Monica know. Monica, <laughs> yeah, Monica says, "Where are you from?" And he says, "I'm from Eastview," and she just kind yeah. of gives a look as if to say, "Oh, okay, fine, buddy." Yeah, and they yeah. discover that there's a there's a big force field around the town. Yeah. Monica sends in her little a little sword drone, which looks like a little helicopter for some reason. And yeah, even like before it gets turned into a helicopter inside it, it no, it's it looks a, it's like a helicopter. helicopter. She right? takes it out and like, like I think she manually activates the spinning at the top. She like flicks yeah. the things and it starts spinning. It's like oh, okay, nice one, guys. <laughs> Why was it a helicopter? Uh, yes, God, maybe they're not getting the budget yeah. that Shields getting. Those, you know those famously silent helicopters. <laughs> Like, like the things. Think about Shield. Shield had like big massive aircraft carriers that f- mm. flew through the you know, air, as they tend to do, and could, like, go into the sea. And here's this little thing, like, oh, better get the little propeller going. Yeah, yeah, big time. And I guess my my biggest question at this point really was, like, so S.W.O.R.D. are, we know now, like, a government agency. Yeah. That have, and, like, they're working now with the FBI and they're, they're a government agency. But... yeah. They don't seem to be like a secret government agency like Shield were. They're just a government agency that was tasked with like observing and dealing with extraterrestrial things. That and Earth. researching and from her point of view before this snap also creating stuff, but apparently that was cancelled. No, he's the director. When she comes back, he's showing around, and he says, "Um, he they can't get people to go to space anymore after what happened. So they're creating AI and robots to do it instead." And she says, "I thought we were supposed to be observing, not building." Oh, right. So I got around. And he Sorry, says, yeah. "He okay. says, oh, things things had to change. A lot's changed, basically, kind of thing." Yeah. So now they like build robots and stuff. Apparently, I don't know. But my my only thing was like, where have they been? Throughout the whole MCU until now. Well, maybe they're just not a big deal. That's the thing. Maybe they're just not as big as S.H.I.E.L.D. are. Like, they're just basically just maybe like an offshoot of NASA. They just 
doing a bit of science, sending they a few were things just off. Observing, yeah, but it like yeah, so they could just not be big. Whereas you know, uh, with um, shields, they they've been around since what? Just post World War Two, and yeah, yeah, and this comp this crowd is like eighties, nineties, I bet at earliest, like. Well, we yeah, we assume Maria Rambo started Sword. I guess is the yeah the feeling you get since she was their the director like all her life. So yeah, I imagine she did set it up. Yeah, probably nineties, two thousand ish. So maybe, maybe they just I don't, don't have the presence. Like that's it. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I was, their lifelong I, director I, was Captain Marvel's best friend. Yeah, I'll be honest. Like when I saw the building and you know the shield name and um, sword name come up, I was just like. I was expecting you to be like in space and like massive satellites or some cool shit, and nah, you're like in this. And that's the thing; they're just building. They, they just have a government <laughs> building, probably in just outside DC or something. It's just yeah. you just rock up. Like, I don't know. It there there uh, that's something as of yet. I don't really know. There's also you know, their importance might grow now. With I know Shield is kind of back now, but also not. Yeah, it's kind of like know. a Shield. It's smaller. Shield, or shield in mo- space. <laughs> uh, um. <laughs> But I'm saying like maybe now it's time for Sword to kind of um get into the vacuum of it, like that um she had left behind. It's possible. There's also like te- I suppose technically extraterrestrial beings have only just now arrived to Earth. When you forget all the other ones, yeah. When you forget, like if you forget <laughs> that, like Captain Marvel decided the Kree have been here since 1980, whatever. Or so, or you yeah. know, and Nick Fury knew about them and all that kind of stuff. You forget all that, like, yeah, you know, Thanos and the Guardians and all those are kind of the f- first arrival of like aliens. Oh. Uh, yeah, I guess Inhumans don't count, Ray, do they? Or do they count at all anymore? Well, no, Inhumans, Inhumans in this aren't aliens. Yeah. In the they're MCU, humans they're like humans that have, were mutated yeah. by something. I can't remember exactly. One of the Stones, probably. I, I know exactly. that in the comics, I believe in some of the comics anyway. Look, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's that there were alien races back in human history that just altered some of the genetic material and eventually came out later on, you know? Yeah. Something again to do with the Kree and yeah. the race that the Kree are always fighting, whose name I can't yeah. remember. But yeah, anyway. So. This turns into now a, a sword sword move in surrounding Westview to try and figure out what's going on, and they bring in a task force. The FBI still... You just say she got sucked in, by the way. Sorry, yes. Monica gets Monica approaches the force field and puts her hand on it and then gets sucked well, in. As you do as a, you know, a scientist and very careful person. Yeah, you just you touch know. things. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'm surprised she didn't lick it, you know, just in case. Maybe she did on her way through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, so Monica, Monica's, Monica's inside now, so S.W.O.R.D. have arrived and they've set up a massive big task force and they're bringing in like scientists from all different backgrounds and thus we meet Kat Dennings' character from Thor whose yeah. name in the, sh- in the Marvel Universe, I do not know. I'm not certain it comes up in the episode. Maybe it does, but it's Kat Dennings from Thor. She's here, yeah. she's back. Cool. Great. Um, Darcy Lewis. Darcy, that's it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so she, she's like, oh, I'm here. I, I, blah, blah, does her stupid yeah. stuff. Discovers that 
there's cosmic radiation emanating from Westview and layered in oh, obs- layered in radiation from the beginning of time or something as well. Like it's like yeah, layered like early universe stuff. Yes, layered in amongst the radiation is a broadcast frequency that she tunes into. Yes, and it's the the signal that's received is the show that we've been watching. Sort of, it's the WandaVision sitcom. Edges it down, and everybody starts watching it to figure out yes. what's going on, to get clues as to what's happening. So they, they, all these people now, Sword are now watching the first three episodes of One Division that we have just watched, and asking yes. all the same questions about it that we were asking. Yeah. What's the significance on it? Of it, why is it a why is it a sitcom? Mm. Who's doing this? Why is Vision there? Isn't mm. he supposed to be dead? Like he died, died. He wasn't just vanished, and. What's with the hexagons? Why, you know, all these questions and theories that everybody across the internet has been talking about, about the first three episodes of WandaVision. Now everybody in S.W.O.R.D. is asking the exact same questions, going, what's going on here? What does it mean? Who's doing this? And that that's kind of the episode, is Agent Wu, the FBI agent, who is seemingly, for some reason, seems to be still in charge, because he's like, oh, well, this started as a missing persons case, so let's keep treating it like that. They start identifying that all of the all the townspeople that we've met in the previous episodes, that like Wanda's neighbors and the town council and all these people. Well, three of them. I don't think we've seen all of them yet on the board. Well, we didn't see the full board. There was just a big board, and you just slowly see them filling yeah. people in. So, like, they yeah, are. Sure. That's what the process. They're identifying anybody who's appeared in an episode of One Vision. They're finding who they really are in the real world. These are like real yeah. real citizens of Westview who are now living under the guise of a, a sitcom with different they have different names and stuff in their sitcom world. Hmm. Monica's sitcom persona Geraldine shows up now as they're watching it and they're trying to figure out why is she why is she dressed like that? Why is she talking that way? Why is she calling herself Geraldine? Like, who is making her do this? And what is the consequences if she stops doing it? Is yeah. their current question. We find out that the the weird voice coming through the radio that Wanda heard in episode two was Agent Wu trying to communicate yeah. with her through the radio. We see that the bee, the beekeeper guy that walked, popped up out of the sewer is a sword agent that was sent in to try and figure out what's going yeah. on. And the world changes suit into like a yeah. beekeeper, whereas before yeah. it's like a toxic, like waste. Yeah, suit, essentially. And then the big thing, I suppose, at the end, we find out that it is Wanda. Wanda's the one yeah. doing all this. Wanda has pres- assumedly taken control of the town of Westview and sucked everybody into her weird reality, where we assume she's trying to make everything perfect and yeah. make Vision still be alive. Because yeah. th- we get a flash right at the end of the episode. It kind of goes back a little bit right to the end of episode three when Vision walks back into the house right after <laughs> Monica has been kicked through the walls. And Wanda looks at him and you see he's a corpse, essentially. It's like Vision's dead body. He's got like the big hole in his head missing from where the Mind Stone was probably ripped from his skull, and he's, like, devoid of color, lifeless eyes. He's just, like, a yeah. he's not alive. 
which kind of goes back to the whole theory that we were saying from the beginning that this could be visions like whatever remains of his brain and her using her powers to like run through it like so it's him but she might just have him like on life support basically like yeah. he's only working because she's putting all her energy into making them work yes and she's yeah. she's Oh, everything you see like his looks wise is her she's created she's making him look as if he's alive and still walking and talking and she's kind of yeah weekend of burning him <laughs> yeah yeah. Like, yeah yeah which is it's probably going to come up in the timeline any moment now you know we yes. get into that moment weekend of burnies is on the way well we yeah. they have to go eight, 80s is next right which is why yeah. i don't know I think maybe I was a little, just a little bit disappointed when this started and it wasn't an 80s sitcom. I was just like, oh man, I was enjoying the yeah. sitcom thing. That was fun. Like, that was really interesting. Yeah. And it was kind of... The fun part of this was, like, not knowing what was happening, essentially. Yeah. It was the fun part of it to was kind of... It was, like, going back to the early days of the MCU when you were reading articles and watching YouTube videos about yeah, how yeah, is yeah. how is Black Panther gonna is Black Panther gonna turn up in like what was this reference in Spider-Man and you know this kind of shit like maybe it's me but like I could have been completely fine with them just continue doing that until like the last episode or two that's what like, I'm saying like they're doing what is it eight episodes no it's uh, maybe it's eight episodes eight or ten so we're halfway through like now or is it, I don't know maybe it's twelve yeah I don't know whatever you can surely do do the sitcom thing, like keep it all a mystery until, you know, the last couple of episodes. Yeah. Like keep going until episode eight or nine and then have the last two episodes, two or three episodes be kind of the audience being shown what's happening and then like the climax of yeah. what's actually, how Sword are going to yeah. help Because you could have done that, you could have done the whole recap episode then, like they did with this one. I just felt like, it they wasn't could, worth doing it for the last three episodes to do a recap of what's going on elsewhere. You could have done the whole series in one episode of what's happening yeah. outside. Like, but like that's they, this episode that just aired, episode four. They could have placed this anywhere. Yeah, they could have just they could have put this as episode eight. Yeah, and it was the same thing. It's literally just oh, we're going back now to find out what happened to Monica, and we're going to tell you a bit about what's going on and who's doing this. Good and it would it wouldn't have made a huge difference to just air this as the eighth episode in the series instead of the fourth. Yeah. You know? No, I agree with you, yeah. Um, yeah, look, I'm still going to say I really appreciate the, what Marvel has done so far with this. I, I appreciate that they've done the three episodes so tightly to like this kind of storytelling, this kind of references to the 60s, 70s, and 80s, you know, television mm. era. Yeah. Um, I just... I just want more of it, and I maybe that's now starting to become like um, the unpopular opinion because I've seen so many memes and people online going, "Oh, just start the story, ha ha ha!" It's, it's not going anywhere. Just it's like it's been enthralling of what's been doing. Like it's been doing interesting new yeah, stuff. I don't and know. You just wanted to go back to the banal, boring. Hey, and look, it's I don't know. Captain Marvel's friend is a superhero now, or something. Hey, that's you know? that's that was part of what I. Also, as well, th- this episode felt like like the feeling of it was a lot more like this is a Marvel movie. You yeah, know, it was it very uh, it was the colors like, and everything. Yeah, the whole thing was just like, all right, yeah. we're back, we're back in. Don't worry, folks. We're, this is definitely a Marvel product. 
yeah. here's here's like weird government agency here's the color palette you're used to here's the yeah. fucking jokes from cat dennings yeah. here's the here's the interconnected stuff you wanted yeah. here's the references and, that's and not, it's just look, like it's fine <laughs> but it's boring what this is not what the show's about yeah, no. that, I think that's what what annoyed me. Like when it started, yeah. I thought I hoped like when they they did the initial like the opening scene before the the credit for the Marvel credits self-aggrandizing mm. credits thing pops in. It was like I thought, oh cool, so they're just literally just going to give us a little bit to confirm that that is Monica Rambo, and then we're going to go back to Wanda and see what's happening in 1980s yeah. Westview. No, they just kept going with it, and I thought, no. Don't get me wrong, I don't mind if they had it more and more unravel. Like, that's fine. Like, a more, like have the next episode have far more of the outside leaking in happening. That's grand. I like, I like how they've just been slowly adding to it every episode. But this just felt like, you know, they kind of shot the load with this. That's the thing. So, mm. I guess the next point is, like, we've spent, we've spent the first three weeks talking about what we think like all these theories and things like what's there left to theorize now i mean like nothing really we've pretty much been told things even things we they ha- we haven't been told outright like what's going on with vision we can make fairly decent guesses you, you now because that's the thing i had some other theories i thought there were other things involved and it's like oh that's interesting even if they weren't true it was still interesting to think about yeah well that's yeah. like do you still think that like we had no, theories. I that, don't. I know now. Like we had, on, like. we were a lot of people were theorizing that it's not that maybe Wanda's being made to do this, or that Wanda yeah. there's another maybe uh, Hydra or somebody are involved somewhere, or some yeah. other agency. People thought maybe yeah. AIM were involved, or you know things yeah. like this. Like, Which again, that's dead in the water because people thought the only reason people thought AIM, suspected AIM was because of the beekeeper thing, so that was clearly just a false yeah. flag. That they Don't were like, get me wrong, I still think there is potential for someone else to be involved, but it's unlikely, and I feel like if they suddenly start going that direction again, it's at I don't know, it wouldn't be deserved. After this episode, it feels like they purposefully used the first three episodes to make us go crazy and think like, oh my god, and come up with all these mad theories. Hmm. Just in case somebody figured it out really quickly yeah. like what was happening but like the most the most basic of all the theories was turned out to be true yes Wanda has gone a bit crazy in her grief and is taking over town is trying to but, like okay and sort of trying to figure out what's going on that's a plot hole for me though because look of course she missed uh, Vision but by the end of Endgame we have that scene where she's like looking over Lake, and I think who's with her? Um, is it Bruce or something is with her? And she's just saying, like, you know, they're both at peace now. You know, she mm-hmm. seemed very much like everything that's happened, it happened now, and we'll move on. So, what happened? Did she just was she just tr- having a trip across America, and she got through this town, and suddenly went, oh no, vision. <laughs> you know what, what yeah, happens yeah that's like? the, the, I guess the only big question now left is why like why yeah. is Wanda doing this or what has made her suddenly do this like I mean the, the, the thing is you could argue maybe her power started you know growing a bit more because before this we only saw her as like this kinetic red attack thing but now mm. she clearly has some control over reality 
So yeah. maybe her, when she realized she had these powers, she went, oh, wait, I know what I can do. Maybe that's it. Well, see, here's the thing. Like, when we, f- the first time we meet Wanda in Age of Ultron, the first power she demonstrates is mind control. Yes. She can, control is a maybe a strong word, but she can make people hallucinate and see things that aren't there. Yeah. So there's there's definitely some of that at use here. At herself. She's doing it to a whole town. Yeah. At herself a bit, because you can see she kind of slips out of the vision in in the vision, huh? (laughs) (laughs) She slips out of the dream and she's just go, No, you have to leave now. Like most times she seems to just believe what's going on. I yeah, I don't know if she really truly believes it. I think she she definitely really wants to. She's trying really hard to fool herself into thinking that everything is fine. And yeah. This little island she's created for herself is is working, and everything's going to turn out okay, and she's yeah. going to have her happy ending with Vision and her kids and all that kind of stuff. Which is again, it's just odd to me then that Wanda's created this whole place. Why wouldn't why if she's she if she has the ability to bring Vision back in this mini bubble she's created? Why didn't she bring back her brother? I mean, the whole brother thing has always been a thing with me. Like, you know, why didn't she break down um, when her brother died? Because, I mean, you could say, oh, well, you know, it's compound stuff. But, like, her brother was, like, her only family for the longest, longest time. And then he died. And, yeah, you know, again, maybe it's that her power is starting to grow more and more. Maybe because the Infinity Gems don't exist anymore in this world. The universe is a little bit more softer to like manipulate. Maybe this, maybe this, I explain stuff like that. But I, I think feel any answer we'll get is going to be like, all right, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, that's that makes that's sense. my feeling after this episode. It's just, it's not, you know, I'm kind of. I'm not look. I'm not going to say I'm totally out on it. I'm still going to watch this every week. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's still, still, I still. The first three episodes are still fantastic to watch. Yeah. But this one just left me a bit deflated. Yeah, it was kind of like you know, uh, it's this is what phase four, and we're meant. To, it's meant to be experimental, forward thinking, and then we just went right back to Marvel's, you know, signature color and theme. Yeah, and, that's oh, okay. And I think. That maybe now looking at it, that was always what was going to happen. It just happened too quickly. Yeah, there was just again, you know, leave it to the end of the season. Like, give us loads of cool more stuff. Sure, show it falling apart, breaking down. I'm cool with that. I'd love to see that. That that'd be a good thing because I don't just want them to show us like you know, oh, this is Wanda and Vision in this decade's television. As entertaining as that is, I do want there to be a reason like something's happening. But yeah, I mean, exactly how they did the first three episodes. Yeah. Keep, just keep that going mm. for a little while longer, you know. Yeah, and you again, like I said, you can make it start falling apart more and more, like more of it crashes into this world. Like, but don't you? I don't know. Um, I said I like this episode at the beginning. Now I think I've changed my mind. I think I like the episode in of itself, but the consequences of it have kind of just, I know, made the rest of it boring, predictable, you know. Which is sad, in a way. It is sad, but yeah. Probably, probably something we should have expected. <laughs> Inevitable. Yes. Yeah. So you have come back to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Do you have any other 
points you would like to t- speak on in this particular episode of WandaVision? Um, I do. At this stage, I probably would like a few more B and C list characters in the Marvel Universe to show up. Um, I know that's fan pandering, but so far, I think they've done it fairly organically. You know, Cat Dennings makes sense to be there. See, this know. is the thing. You said this; it was a surprise for you that these characters yeah, are turning up. See, I've been trying to not look what's happening with this show. Like, I, I'll read the review of the episode when it comes out before we do the show just yeah. to see those little nuggets I missed. But otherwise, I'm kind of just not looking at it because mm. I wanted to be surprised because I really found it cool to talk about and theorize with you, like, on here. Yeah, so. it was, like, I knew, uh, I was expecting both Agent Wu and Darcy and Monica Rambeau to appear from before watching the show because when they announced casting for WandaVision, they said those three actors were going to be in it. Yeah, here's the thing. So, like... It wasn't a surprise. Uh, it was kind of like I didn't. I look. I don't like Cat Dennings. No, I don't either. Really, I don't. Don't I don't enjoy her brand of humor. So no. I was, you know, she's here. It's great. It made sense though. Like her character would be here. Like she's in, has been involved with this kind of stuff before. You know. She yeah. She's an astrophysicist. Yeah. And. I guess what's happening here has some weird, vague, loose connection to astrophysics. Well, that's not too fit. I mean, they've dealt with portals and all this kind of stuff, and maybe it's something just, is. It's yeah. you know, it's definitely something to do with. Well, Wanda is clearly manipulating cosmic energies to do this. So I don't know. I have one thing. There was one of the experts, and um, not exactly what they said. I'm sure, but uh, nuclear biologist. Is that what he said? Um, it was the Yuan who said the other woman in the air, and then the other one was AI, and then the last guy was a chemist. But yeah, he, nuclear biologist, engineer. and that was just like, like Hulk. Is that what she said? She's a nuclear biologist. Nuclear biologist, yeah. That's since that's a whole new brand of science since yeah. uh, since Bruce Banner created the Hulk. <laughs> It's like Angela Merkel um, from Germany there, and when I found out she was um, a quantum physicist, and I went, what even is that? <laughs> what are you studying? <laughs> you know? uh, whatever I want. <laughs> Just make stuff yeah. up and call it physics. <laughs> yeah. But, um, Ooh, yeah, maybe, so I don't know, maybe th- maybe that's a little nugget of, maybe that nuclear biologist character will appear in She-Hulk. Could be, or maybe it's a little hint to maybe another guest actor showing up, because well, see, I feel like you know, let's say it, it. You know, it's Wanda, right? And she has made a relationship with the people in her the Avengers team. Like, mm-hmm. so surely a person who could talk some sense in, to her is her extended yeah. family, which well, are the Avengers. See, so, here, would we get like Hawkeye maybe doing it? Here's the thing. Um, I know, like, I'm debating now as to whether if because you've said you don't want to know things. Should I um, tell you or not? Look, you, sh- um, should we say, maybe, folks, there's going to be um, some spoilers from here for potentially what's going to happen in the future. Uh, so if you want to skip that. I'd say this is our last bit of the show this anyway. Is, we're going to end it soon now anyway. But I, Okay, I'll so just... folks, if you want to avoid the spoiler, uh, all we can say is uh, it's always good to have you. Um, I hope you enjoyed the show. Um, and we'll see you. Anyone who wants to listen to spoilers, stay here. 
or yeah. it is your time to shine. Okay, so it's not... I wouldn't go so far as to say it's a 100% confirmed spoiler because it's just sort of a vague thing. But Paul Bettany, Vision, has said a couple of times in an interview that they have filmed scenes with an actor doing in a cameo role that fans are going to love and go crazy for. Most people assume it's going to be Aaron Taylor-Johnson back to play Quicksilver again. But, just off of what you said, this is the MCU. It could be an Avenger. Yeah. Well, I suppose technically Quicksilver was an Avenger for like 10 seconds. But, you know, yeah. it could <laughs> be... That door, tsh, he's got it, shot. It, ah, yeah, well. it could be an actual <laughs> an Avenger. And yeah. then you look at the the three other people from the MCU that we've met before that are in this. Monica Rambeau, Strong Ties to Captain Marvel, Agent Wu, Ties to Ant-Man, and the Wasp. Kat Dennings, Ties to Thor. Yeah. Um, I I really don't like the idea of maybe Ant-Man showing up for this. I'm telling you, man. (laughs) To talk to her. (laughs) I'm telling you, Ant-Man is going to save the day. (laughs) Paul Rudd is now the core of the MCU. Everything, He's the heart. Yeah, everything revolves around Ant-Man now in the MCU. Oh, That's God, it. no, please. <laughs> no offense to Paul Rudd or Ant-Man. It's it's fa- fair enough character. <laughs> please, no. <laughs> hey, it's already happened. Uh, they did it. He saved the world in Endgame. No, no, he didn't. He did. A rat did. A rat saved him. He saved the world. Yeah, so the rat should be celebrated the rat is the heart of the marvel universe and that rat went on to be master splinter <laughs> in the team and t 1990s movie check out our teenage mutant ninja turtles 1990 episode coming out next tuesday all right that's the end of the spoilers that's the end of the episode Thanks all right folks for um i'll leave it to him because he's running the show today thank you everyone for listening we will i don't have much to say just thanks for listening and thank you for all the comments and likes and stuff recently. We Ooh, are comments have been great. Really we, have been good. Yeah, we as I said, our next episode, next full episode is coming out next week and we are covering Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the nineteen ninety blockbuster. Yeah. And then we're recording um, another special episode during the week sometime about the karate kid. But uh yeah. our list is always changeable, so if there's anything you want to hear us talk about, send us on in and keep the comments coming. Thank you very much. Um, for the Karate Kid, um, we have a few posts up. We have it on Twitter and we have it on um, Facebook. Uh, give us some facts and trivia, some questions you have. We already have a few really good points I never really considered. Uh, we'd love to know more, you know? Yeah. And that's me. All right. Peace, love, and positivity. Later, yeah, that. Later, later nerds. Bye. Sure, look.